This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Before we leave you at midnight tonight and turn the proceedings over to Freddie and Fitz, we'll hear from Aaron Boone on the latest Yankee loss. We'll continue to uh, talk a little bit about the the Jets and Giants. I'll give you my thoughts about what I expect to happen this this, uh, Sunday. And we'll continue to take your phone calls like Mike from Queens. Mike, you're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry. How are you? Hey, Mike. What's going on? We got football. We got Larry, a beautiful day. Larry, you and I got to do this more often. We got to do this more often. The people miss me. I miss the people. But the Jets, Larry. Wait, the, the same thing happened this year that happened last year. I, I don't know who it was, but last year the Jets signed an offensive lineman late, late in the offseason. He has no camp, no preparation. Get, he gets injured. So when Dwayne Brown, I believe that's his name, this mm-hmm. was a 40-year-old man, no minicap, no cap. Now, I know the man was lifting weights, hitting the gym, running the laps around his high school gym, but that's not the same as conditioning in the NFL, Larry. So him, you know, the Jets signed him, what, the last week in August? So, of course he's injured. Plus, he's four years old. This should, this should be no surprise. We should have saw this coming. You can't do this. You can't sign a guy the last Labor Day and, and hope and pray he'll get, he'll get in shape in a week. The body can't do that. The bike can't handle all that. It's too much. But if you're the Jets, it's more. This is more bad news, and you can't you can't have this because this is the make or break year for Zach Wilson. Okay, he, you know him, his size, you know, him being injured. He's already behind behind the eight ball. The offensive line banged up, and you know it, it, it's tough to. But if you're the Jets, I, I said this before, with all the holes they have. You know how? I mean, if you're Joe Douglas, you need a DB, a defensive end. You need a wide, a wide receiver. You drafted Beckton. You drafted Vera. You can't draft everybody. So I want to give Douglas a break with the offensive line to a degree because he has to sign other draft other players, right? He, the Jets have no darn talent, so he has to spread you know offense defense. But this is not good for the Jets. Your QB. This is his make or break. And have an offensive line. Just not disma- not not dismantled by by injuries, but I mean, but, you know, if you're the Jets, it's just an, an, another blow, and it's just more bad news for the Jets. More bad news, Larry. Yeah, you're right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. And listen, it, it's it's a tough spot. They expected Makai Becton to be ready. They ex- they thought Makai Becton was going to be able to play during the season. He had done well in practice. They like what they saw, and then he gets hurt with that knee, and he's done for the year. And so now you got to find an offensive lineman. And it wasn't exactly early in camp, early in the preseason. So they had to go. They made the deal. They, they, they were able to sign Dwayne Brown, get his experience, older receiver. You're right. These things happen when you try to get yourself in, in football shape in a short amount of time. It's true. And hopefully – he'll be able to give it a go because I just, you know, with the issues that the Jets have at offensive line, like a lot of other teams in the National Football League, there's not a lot of depth there. There's not a lot of depth. So the depth, and I talk about it all the time, right? The depth between your reserves and your starters, okay, the closer it is to your starters, the better it is. The further away, it's not great. You know, when we talk about the Jets, we know that there's one member of our ESPN staff who is 
very nervous. Hello, Chuck, chill out. He would be Greeny. Now, Greeny was on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And obviously, the conversation right now, even though uh, we're talking about, you know, what are they going to do, Joe Flacco's for the next three games? Probably. Unless something happens and Mike White has to give it a go. But the bottom line here is that Zach Wilson is not going to be behind center until Pittsburgh the earliest. So the question, now everybody's trying to figure out, okay, what's going on with Zach Wilson? Is he the right guy? Did they mess up? Blah, 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 blah. Well, Greeny said on KJM today, he's not confident the Jets will get it right with Wilson. I see an organization that has just not gotten it right around this position so many times consecutively now that I have no faith whatsoever that that is going to change. The Jets need to get this right. They put him in a position last year in which no one was going to succeed. They did everything they could to destroy Sam Darnold, and he has been destroyed. And now I'm extraordinarily worried the same thing is happening to Zach. Now, I do think they've gotten some of the right pieces in place around him. They've put weapons around him. They've got to good running backs now, I think. So do I think that under the right circumstances he might still turn out to be a terrific player? Yeah. Let's hope that they are able to create some semblance of the right circumstances. Uh, So you think Greeny Wilson has to be great, huh? The Jets are trying to develop a quarterback, and for all of the improvements that hopefully they've made with the really good draft and some of the free agent acquisitions, and hopefully the coach figuring out some idea about what he's doing uh, in his second year, the only thing that really matters, or it, it matters so disproportionately to everything else that it's practically the only thing that matters, is that they develop this kid, and they turn him into a great quarterback, which he has been drafted to be. And the fact that at least the first half of this season is now guaranteed to be tied up in, is he really healthy is he ready has he had enough practice is the knee stable it's just depressing yeah listen i understand from a jet fan standpoint i understand what greeny's saying it is because you want to be in a situation right now where you're at after four games you would like to say hey you know what let's compare these four games to the last four games he played when he came back from the injury wow i see some change i see some difference look how he's working with the other receivers look how he's Working, he's doing a better job looking looking defenders off. He's doing this. I can see improvement. I can see growth. He's not turning the football over. He's not predetermining where he's going. He, he's, he's read the safety. He's moved the safety around with his eyes. All these things that you look for in your young quarterback to show that they have improved. Okay, all these things. I get that's what Greeny's looking at. I get. I get it. And you have to wait. So for right now, the bottom line is, root for your team. Because <laughs> Zach Wilson's not coming back for a couple of weeks. So forget about him. Root for your team. And hope that he, when he's ready to go, he's 100%. That's, that's what you can do now as a fan of the Jets. Hope that he is 100% when he's ready to go. And play your game. And go out there and be, win as many games as you can and play as hard as you can. That's all you can do. That's it. And for the fans, listen, you you hope when he comes back, he shows you something. That's it. That's all you can do. Because right now he's, you know, he is, he's just another guy on the bench. That's what he is right now. Just another guy on the bench. It's over. Buffalo with a 31-10 win over the Rams. Hey, football fans, sign up for Cover 5. It's a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun and compete against your friends, your rivals, and your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts. Gordon and I both have our picks up on cover five. I did mine last night. 
because I, I just in case folks wanted to think that I might pick tonight's game, which I you know I I would have I would have picked uh, I would have picked Buffalo because I just I'm wondering about the Rams. I really am. So make sure you have an opportunity to join us on Cover 5. Pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread throughout the regular season will win $1,000. Mm-hmm, $1,000. Weekly prizes of $100 will also be awarded. Join the 98.7 ESPN League with code NY22 on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. It's as easy as one, two, three. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. We'll come back. We'll take more calls. We'll hear from Aaron Boone and we'll talk some more football. All that before Freddie and Fitz at the top of the hour on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. At Sam B. Blakely, Blakey, sorry, says, Larry, the boxes, I was talking earlier about the boxes that are around the strike zone on your TV screen. Sam says the boxes are also a two-dimensional representation of a three-dimensional strike zone. That may be, but um, it still looks wide to me. <laughs> and I still don't understand why they have them there. Because it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. We'll hear from Aaron Boone in about 15 minutes to hear what he's got to say about the loss. And I've got some, thanks to Harvey and Jacob, I've got some disturbing stats from ESPN Stats and Info about the Yankees in one-run games. It's just, it's, it's, it's troubling in the word. <laughs> it's troubling. It really is. So, Jets and Ravens. Pre-game on Sunday, 11 o'clock with Gross and Buttle. Bob and Marty with the call just after one. Lamar Jackson. is a handful. <laughs> okay? He's a handful. Enters this season with, get this, 3,673 rushing yards. Most ever by quarterback in the first four seasons. So, you know what he does. Okay? You know what he does. He loves to run. He loves to run with the football. He pressures your defense to make sure they maintain their lane discipline, right? You have to contain him. You ha- you can't let him get outside. He gets outside, it's a problem. It's a problem. He ranks second among quarterbacks with 767 rushing yards last season, tied the career high with five touchdown passes and 86 rushing yards in the last meeting against the Jets. Okay. And he loves week ones. 278, uh, he had 834 passing yards. That's 278 per game and nine touchdowns. No picks for a 150.2 quarterback rating in three career starts in week one. Now, here's what could help the Jets is the fact that Harbaugh has already announced that J.K. Dobbins, who rushed for 805 yards last year as a rookie, a rookie, I'm sorry, in 2020, he missed last season due to the injury, not playing on Sunday. Okay. But Mike Davis makes his Baltimore debut. All right, with Atlanta. Had a pretty good season last year. 
762 total scrimmage yards, 503 rushing, 259 receiving, four touchdowns, three rushing, one run receiving. For me, what are you going to do about Mark Andrews? He is the guy. He is the receiver that Lamar Jackson loves, loves, loves. So, obviously, he is the number one person that you must know where he is all the time. All the time. All the time. And once again, the whole thing is very simple. You have to contain Lamar Jackson. You have to contain Lamar Jackson. That's all there is to it. Now, how can you do that? By keeping him on the bench. So, that means Michael Carter, who ranked fourth among rookies with 964 scrimmage yards last season, was one of three rookies along with uh, Najee Harris and Javante Williams with 600-plus rushing yards and 300 receiving yards, okay? He needs to be good. Brees Hall, the rookie who even Gordon Damer thinks is pretty good and says, I expect that he's going to be really, really good. I would be surprised if he isn't. The running game has got to be big. Hit your tight ends. Uzama was good in the preseason. I saw him on a couple of plays. I saw how the Giants, how the Jets love to use that tight end. And that's what they're going to have to do. Okay? To hopefully be able to then go down the field and stretch the defense a little bit. It's going to take some time. But if they can, with Flacco, obviously, who started just one game last year, right? That was week 11 in Miami, 291 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. If he can manage the game for them, not turn the football over, get some runs, eat up some clock, that's going to help them. The goal here is to, once again, as I said earlier, be in the game in the fourth quarter. You got to be in the game in the fourth quarter. That's the bottom line. And hopefully at home, listen, make some plays, get some turnovers. You know, maybe you got a shot. Maybe you have a shot. I'll talk about the Giants in a minute. Let's go back to the phones at 1-800-919-3776. Paul's in Queens. What's up, Paul? Larry Hardesty, the best sideline reporter Jets ever had. Don't tell Bill Daughtry that, okay, Larry? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was the original one. Yes, he was. Larry, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the game mm-hmm. and your perspective, the perspective of Robert Sala, which I fear. I think the Jets. You're talking about Dob, Dob, J.K. Dobbs not playing, and the Ravens possibly playing that old type of offense that they had. With highly tight ends and you know short short passing game. I mean they missed fully Fodakasi big time. I think yeah. you know he was a big guy in the middle. You know um, I don't know why you know Franklin Myers doesn't play the middle. Uh, you know but you got Solomon Thomas. He's always hurt. Rack uh, Sheldon is is okay, but you know you know you need some big run stuffers up there because you could control the line of scrimmage, in which Robert Sala says you know all defensive ends is the key to the game. You know that. I think that's where the Jets are going to suffer this Sunday, you know. Another thing, too, that's very important, Larry, at what point you were talking about Zach Wilson not getting no reps, injured again. I mean, the guys played two plays in the preseason. At what point does this fan base, ESPN Radio, like Larry Hardesty, all Jeff fans start to realize that if we start getting blown out all year long, let's say, 
we have to start realizing that Salah's above his head. Like last year, when we thought that, he's, you know, at some point, if we're unprepared like we were last year, we have to make the, the beginnings of letting him go, Larry. Anyway, have a great night, Larry. I'll talk right, to you throughout the season. Thank All you. All right, man, my friend. Thanks for, the, thanks for the phone call. I've said it a lot. Uh, just like players have to improve in their second year, so do coaches. New head coach, learned a lot, understands what it takes. Okay, now he knows. His staff knows. They've all been through it. They all were not happy with how things went last year. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. So we'll see. We'll see what happens this year. We'll see if there's a difference. We'll see if there's a difference in adjustments. We'll see if there's a difference in preparation. We'll see how many mistakes the team makes compared to the way they were last year. That's coaching. Lee's in Brooklyn. What's up, Lee? You're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Lee. What's up, my friend? <laughs> yeah. Um, the situation, I know you don't uh, talk about the Knicks. You're into the football right now. But, um, you know, what's interesting is um, the Jets are a good team. Mm-hmm. Larry, who would you pick for the Super Bowl anyway this year? Lee, it's a little early for the Super Bowl. Um, okay, but have, uh, you know, who you got little, going? Who do you have going? Early. It's a little early. I'm not. I don't. But, I don't want to jump on the ba- on the Buffalo bandwagon, but I I, I may have to because the, especially the way they look tonight. I mean, the way okay. they, the way oh. they perform. I think they'll be there. And listen, I think it'll either be Tampa or um, I don't think it's going to be the Rams. Maybe exactly. Tampa. I don't think it's going to be the Rams. Exactly. Now, at least you're being honest because yeah. basically you got Jets fans calling in, sounding a little sad already. It's not even game. They haven't played one game yet. <laughs> Enjoy the season. They're right, a good friend. team. Yep. But there's better teams. Of course. There's better teams out there than the Jets. So, yeah. therefore, they're going to be in a situation where they're going to lose games because nobody has the Jets going to the Super Bowl. No, no, not at all. And here's the thing. Not at Lee. all, Larry. Larry, yeah. not at all. So not I just wanted to just basically just say to Jets fans, just, just enjoy the season. Giants fans, enjoy the season. Larry, enjoy the season. You too, Lee. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, you know, but once again, if you're a Jet fan and a Giant fan, the way your past seasons have gone, Lee, it's not been fun. You haven't been able to enjoy it. Because even – you haven't even – I'll speak specifically for the Jets here. You haven't – and for the Giants at the end of the season last year. You haven't even been able to enjoy them because they haven't been competitive. You can't enjoy a team when they get beat and pushed around all the time. You you can't enjoy that. Then you're not even watching them. So that's why you hear the frustration, Lee. That's the frustration from the Jet fans and the Giant fans. I mean, the Giant fans, this, this, is a, this is a franchise that's, I mean, they're used to having sustainable success. Okay, they're used to having Super Bowls. They're used to going to, they're used to being in games where they have the opportunity to come down and, and be 9-7, and seven, you know, in the old days, or 10-6, and six, and then find a way to get hot and roll through the Super Bowl. I mean, they've beaten... Tom Brady's Patriots twice won in an undefeated season that the Patriots were headed to. So when you've gone, when you've had that success, when you've been a Jet fan and you've had the back-to-back AFC uh, championship games, which now seems like 150 years ago, 
and you're willing, and you're like, oh, okay. We, we were one game from the Super Bowl. We're, we're ready to turn things around, and you don't make the playoffs anymore? That's hard. It's hard to enjoy. <laughs> it's hard to enjoy. It just is. It is. I feel for them. I do. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. On Sunday, the drive is back. We'll follow Gross and Buttle in the fifth quarter show from the Coaches Club at MetLife Stadium. And we'll uh, get you home with all the scores and updates and your thoughts on the game and everything. So the drive is back. We'll be on at 6 o'clock following uh, Buttle and Grassa for the post game here on Sunday on 98.7 ESPN. Love doing that show. Looking forward to doing that again and uh, getting you all ready. All right, let's, uh, before we hear from Aaron Boone, let's go back to the phones because I've got Anthony cruising in his mail truck. Anthony, you're next on 98.7. Larry, what's going on, man? How are you? What's up, Ant? I'm doing good, my friend. Yeah, nothing much, man. Um, you know, tough what Yankees lost tonight. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go uh, on the football side of things. Maybe okay. you can help me out a little bit because I, right. I don't, I don't understand. Um, I'm a Cowboys fan, but I just don't understand what the Jets are doing. Why are they starting Joe Flacco over Mike White? Can you, can you try and explain that to me? Well, I think because um, A, is probably what they've seen in practice and what they've seen during games preseason, and B, that Flacco has more experience and he's been taking more reps with the ones. Now, since they knew that uh, the situation with uh, Zach Wilson, that he probably wasn't going to play this week. They could have switched and given they could have given them both split some reps with the ones. They didn't do that. So right. I guess for me, Anthony, the best thing I can say is they feel that you know Flacco is more prepared to face a Baltimore Ravens team that gives you different looks and defenses and stuff like that than Mike White is. We'll find well, out I'm if they're glad, right on Sunday. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you uh, you said it that way because. Me and, I mean, a couple of my friends are Jets fans. And we were thinking that if if this is the reason, what I'm about to say is the reason why Joe Flacco is starting over Mike White, then there's a big problem in New York. And that is uh, that they don't want to start Mike White because, you know, if he wins against Baltimore and then beats um, Cleveland and then goes, uh, he's at home for Cincinnati. He beat them last year. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know. It was kind of a fluke game because we all know that the Bengals are better than the Jets, but, you know, any given Sunday, right? Right. So I, that, that to me, was, you know, the first thought in my head was, was that's the reason why they're not uh, starting Mike White. Well, you know, maybe that's a piece of it too, Anthony, but, but here's the bottom line. Zach Wilson's got to play. Whenever he's ready, he has right. to play. Whether whether White starts or Flacco starts or whether White wins, whether White is four and zero or Flacco's three and one or whatever, Zach Wilson's got to play because they got to find out what he what he is and what he isn't. So I hear what you're yeah, saying. And I feel like mm-hmm, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go. Yeah. So I I just feel like um, you know they they put a lot of pieces around Zach Wilson this year, and obviously it's unfortunate what happened in the preseason game, like. You know, it was non-contact, so he didn't necessarily do the full 100% stupidity, but it was 50% stupid because what are you doing, you know, trying to run for a 60-yard touchdown in the preseason? You know, it, it's 
I, I get it. You want to get the first down. You want to be elusive. You want to, you know, show off what you can do. But you don't have to do that. You're a starting quarterback. You know, it's the second series. First series started with a pick. So I'm assuming that, you know, he, he wanted to show, you know, that that's not what he's going to be this year. But it's just very unfortunate for Jets fans. Larry, thanks for always taking my call, man. You have a good night, brother. You too, Anthony. You too, and thanks for calling. No, it is unfortunate. And listen, I'll, I'll, I'll go even, I'll go better than that with you, Anthony. If he hadn't thrown that pick, he wouldn't have been in the game. He was only going to do one rep. He was only going to do one series. And then they were going to pull him out. Obviously. Because they didn't want him hurt. But listen, you got to hear what he had to say, too. And when he says, I, you know, it's not like I made a move or I was tackled. And that's the, see, that's the concern you have is, okay, he didn't even make a, he didn't even get hit or anything. He just landed it wrong. So now the question becomes, how is, is he going to be a guy that's going to be injured a lot? And see, that, that's, that's a concern. That's a concern. Your franchise quarterback has got to be available. He can't be injured all the time. And so far, unfortunately, he's played a season. <laughs> he's played he's played the season and starting his second season, and he's been hurt in both. It's not the way to start. It's not especially when you had the type of season he had, right? And once again, clearly he was better when he came back after the injury. He was better. You could see he had learned some things. He settled down. He understood how the offense went. He understood what was expected of him. Things were better. But nevertheless, you want to see if he could build on that, right? That was the deal. Can he build on it? We have to wait to find out. That's for sure. We'll have to wait to find out. Uh, before I go to the Yankees, I want to finish up my uh, Giants notes. Because as I mentioned earlier, they have the Titans on Sunday in Tennessee. And when you look, when you think about Tennessee offensively, what do you think about? You think about Derrick Henry. Okay? And Dan Olofsky, we played his comments earlier in the show, and he's talked about all the different injuries that – you know, that the Titans have, and they don't exactly have a very big-time, high-potent, high-scoring offense. They've got some injuries on the defensive side of the ball that really, when you look at them offensively, they are Ryan Tannehill, and they are Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry is a beast. There's <laughs> no question about it. Now, the question is going to be, Will Robert Woods, who makes his Tennessee debut, who, you know, listen, had a pretty good year with, uh, you know, with the Rams last year, 556 receiving yards, and had 500-plus receiving yards in each of the past nine seasons. So we know that he's, you know, had a catch against the Giants last year. So we know that he is a reliable receiver. He's like a possession receiver that can, you know, make some plays. But really, this offense, as Derrick Henry goes, that's how this offense goes. So for the Giants, you talk about a physical offensive line, and, and which has been struggling. Let's face it, the offensive line has not been the best. And Derrick Henry has been just a beast, a beast. Um, so that's what the Giants have to do defensively. Good luck. That's going to be fun. Offensively, once again, 
And here's a name, and I've seen it a lot, okay? And he's he's made a couple of plays that people have been talking about for the Giants in the preseason, and that is Wondell Robinson. You know, the second-round pick that they got in the draft this year? He's made some plays with some speed, some really quick bursts. He's a, he's a small guy, about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, five, but he's quick, too. So I think you can line him up, throw him in the slot on some plays, see you know see what he can do. That's going to be the interesting thing for them. I really think, and they have to be, they've really got to be as creative as, as heck uh, offensively. The Giants do. They just do. Right? They just do. And part of it, obviously, look, this is the year everybody's trying to figure out what he is. Is he the franchise quarterback? Is he going to be back on the Giants next year? It's about Daniel Jones. Right, last year, 2,420, passed for 2,428 yards and 10 touchdowns and had 298 rushing yards and two touchdowns there and 11 starts. Um, he runs well. Okay, He's one of four quarterbacks with 250-plus rushing yards in each of the past three seasons. So we know he can move around. We know he loves to run the football. With him, it's about turnovers. We know. Will the receivers hold on to the ball? Will they make plays? That's the question for Sterling Shepard. If he's available, that's the question. I think he's been limited in practice. That's the question for Kenny Galladay. Had 521 receiving yards last season, but no touchdowns, which is crazy. Okay, and obviously... You know, Kadarius Tony is he going to be able to play? Will he be able to make plays? And the big person is Saquon Barkley. So the running game is going to be very interesting in this game. That could determine who wins. The ability to run, who is effective, who's effective with the play action, which quarterback doesn't turn the football over. These are the little things, right? So this is what you this is what you're going to see. And I'm very curious to see. I so here's what I expect. I expect the offense to be quick to the point and the defense will be, will be a bend, but don't break until they really get into what Martindale likes to do defensively. I think the giants do have a chance to, to do well in this game. I think, I think they will be in the game in the fourth quarter. I think they will be in the game in the fourth quarter. I just don't know having not seen them in the preseason at all. And Derrick Henry didn't play in the preseason. I just don't know a, how bad this offensive line is. All right, and I don't know what the receiving situation is uh, for Tennessee, right? And I and once again, they've got a tight end in Austin Hooper who's making his debut. So I don't I don't know how this offense looks. So that's why I'm hesitant to go out and say the Giants will win, but they've got a shot here. They really do. They really do. It's going to be interesting. This is ESPN New York tonight. With Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.